We're rocking and rolling, you stupid fucks. <laughs> Welcome back to the pod ski. Woo! Right. Zita, so what we usually do, you've done this before. <laughs> yes, I was on before, yeah. Just like fuck around until we find the flow, you know? Okay, bet. So just, yeah. Um, gotta pull up the episode briefing. How old were you when you knew a nine to five wasn't your thing? Okay, that's the vibe we're going for. Let me bold that because I'm going to forget it because I'm a little <laughs> saucy right now. Dude, we had we had a sandbagger, a shot that tastes like rubbing alcohol. Now, some white claw. This is a great way to start off your life right after you graduate university. Just start drinking immediately. Yeah, what, are, what you already did in university, just keep going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's already 3, three o'clock, 4 o'clock. We started drinking alcohol today. Yeah, dude. Usually, I only drink at night. See, this is what happens when you graduate. You can drink whenever now. <laughs> How does, is it, do you feel free that I've graduated? Um, I would say yes, because to be honest, this entire, the semester that I just had, I just fucking just trying to get through it. I had one course. I almost failed too. No way. Yeah. That as I went to the exam, I, I needed like a, I needed 20%. I didn't think I got it on the exam. So I literally wrote a note on the paper. I was like, Hey man, listen, I really want to graduate with my class. Can you just give me like a 40? And I think he did bless me because I did pass, so. No way. <laughs> Respect to him. Shin Feng, should I say the university? McMaster University, you're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so hold on a quick second. Wait, is that a prof or is that a TA? A prof, it's a prof. Damn, that's really what it is, eh? Like, just play the game. Just, like, do whatever you can to get by. Dude, all I see, yo, I didn't do one assignment myself the entire semester. I used Chegg for every, because I had three math courses, and I use Chegg for every single assignment. That's 15 assignments. I use Chegg and I didn't do any of them myself. Good. That's, that's the way the real world works. You have to learn how to re- leverage your resources. And now you know how to leverage your resources. Facts. I'm not going to do that shit myself. That would take me hours. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. would be a complete waste of your time. Yeah. What's wrong with you people in studying? I mean. Stop it. Yeah. Stop studying. Stop studying. You don't fucking need that. What would you say? Just, just cheat. What would you say to somebody's mom when they tell their kid to go to university? Oh, dude. If your mom tells you to go to fucking university, get a bat and fucking crack down on her shins, dog. Fucking, she don't know shit. She probably went to uni. She don't know the new fucking world out here. You could make money fucking selling NFTs. You could make money selling feet pics. You could make money selling fucking your hair, probably. I don't know. Listen, it's a new world out here. <laughs> you stupid fuck. Wow, what a way to start the podcast. Welcome to the White Collar Dropouts. I'm your host, Dorota's second son, because his the other son oh. is uh, out of town. Actually, I'm still Zach LaRusso. This is Dorota's third son. Yes. Yes. I'm the I'm the forgotten child of Dorota, unfortunately, just because I can actually grow facial hair and the other two can't, so they don't like me. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have a blast. I already love the way this is going. Okay. That's, uh, let's oh. double down on that. Like, Phil's out of town. You're, you're ready to run shit up. Basically, you're running Blythe now, if I'm, you know, yeah. to sum it up pretty well. I'm the main guy now. Yeah, Phil left. He's got, you know, girls in Miami that he's taking care of. No, nah, no, nah, Phil's actually doing some real business shit, killing it as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to expand on what some real business shit is? <laughs> Making deals, dog. I was literally on three sales calls with him today. Like he, I was on three and he had eight today. And think about it. Like the average 
value of these sales calls could be, you know, $5,000 in recurring revenue. So you do the math of yourself, close all eight, that's $40,000 there in one day. Insane that's really shit. how easy it is to make lots of money. You just have to convince people to give it to you. Exactly. Just fucking you know, like, we actually don't even know how we provide them with value. <laughs> like, I know we do TikTok, but, like, that's that, that part goes... After you give me give us the money, I don't actually know what happens after that. I would say at, at some point the price makes sense to them. So let's say like we're doing TikToks for these brands. I think at three thousand dollars it then makes sense. But then to get them to five thousand to pay, that takes you gotta just convince them to give you money. Well, what's funny is is that like people will honestly take any prices thrown at them. So one of the things that Phil's Phil's exploring right now is like we had our base rate. Yeah, we almost he's exploring throwing out double what our base rate is yeah. or triple just to see what sticks. Shh, throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Like that's kind of the motto. Facts. Yo, double our money. That means double the times we go to the clubs on the weekend. <laughs> okay. This is why you're not in, in control of the finance budget. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. It would be spent on mostly white claws, sandbaggers. Shout out to them. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Sandbaggers are great. Also, I feel like the other thing that you would spend way too much money on is white rice. You know what you should oh buy, Oh, my God, yes. You should buy a <laughs> stovetop that works. Oh, my God. Take it in. This guy has a $4,500 oven, and the stovetop doesn't work. I turned the knob. No heat came out of it. Did that? Does that ever happen to anyone? I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Um, at our cabin, we have like a $200 stove, and it works every time, and it's probably like two decades old. Dude, I've yes. To be fair, I didn't buy this. Would I ever spend four thousand? What did you? How much was it? Four thousand five hundred. I mean, if we're gonna talk about this, you did spend six thousand dollars on what? Your bed sheets or bed? Oh yeah. Okay, we don't have to talk about that. Oh, uh, we don't have podcast. to. We co- don't have to talk about the convenient. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that part. But yeah, yeah. You you have a point. But an oven, like a bed, provides me with value. I spend a lot of time in my bed. I've lived here for two months. I haven't touched the oven once. It only took you moving in to tell me that the stove didn't work. Yeah, take that in. How crazy is that? One month this dude has been living here. He has never used the stovetop of the oven. He has never made eggs or anything or just any food. Food is not a necessity. Food is not a necessity. Clip that. <laughs> so, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I have a toaster. I bought that toaster a little, uh, oh, two months ago. Oh, that's the great thing about the toaster, too. You put anything in the toaster, it burns it, and the fire alarm also no, goes off. No, Zita, be honest with the people. You prefer to eat your toast burnt. Yes, but the toaster I have, it doesn't smell like there's a fire when I cook my burnt toast. Your toaster's broken, then, because if you were to cook your toast in any other toaster, it would smell like a fire. That is fully cap. That's fully cap. Zita, you can see my fire alarm Hanging from the ceiling on the last thread. <laughs> and it still <laughs> went off. That shit should be broken. I didn't even think it worked. Dog, your toast doesn't work. Your stovetop doesn't work. My stove I, I'm gonna works. cook. I'm going to ch- cook chicken either today or tomorrow. And I'm going to be surprised if that shit fucking works to cook it. What, to put it in the oven? Yeah. Put your egg in the oven. <laughs> Does that, can you have baked eggs? <laughs> can you put eggs in the oven? I don't know if you can. I have no idea. I feel like you should try. I feel like I'm going to burn your condo down. <laughs> Well, you already did le- yesterday morning twice, apparently, so. Oh, <laughs> I mean, my toast, yeah. Yeah, so I think you might as well just continue going with the momentum you've created. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm literally the first person that's actually going to be cooking food in this house. Sorry, the sparkling water that Zita poured for me just spilled everywhere. 
Yeah. But it's fine, and I'll still drink it off the floor. Can we also talk about how overrated sparkling water is? It's 100% overrated. It's not worth it. It doesn't even taste that good. Just have water. All I'm going to say to what you just said, Zita. You stupid okay. fuck. What does that even even do? <laughs> Sorry? What does that bite even do? It's... You don't need to know. We have actually. I'll tell you. We have two buttons that are pre-programmed with two two sayings. Okay. Okay. This one has one saying on it. This one has another saying on it. These ones have like stuff, but it's like trumpets, and, uh, like okay. an applause and stuff. Okay, so it's a soundboard. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm not gonna tell you what these two sayings are, but whenever you feel like it's appropriate, <laughs> just hit one of them. Okay. 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 It's just those two. These ones, uh, I don't actually know. What I happens. like this power. Yeah, whenever you want. There's no such thing as too many times. I bet. I'll wait for it. Okay, so what? What other? What else has changed? So you graduate. You finished school. Uh, how many days ago? Like I finished on my last exam was on the 29th. So it was on Friday. Yeah. Oh yeah, the party. And what was the what was the first thing you did after you finished? Dog. So take this in. I had exam at 7:30 at night, and this guy was hosting a party that day too, a house party, like a house warming party. So I literally, dude, I finished my exam so fast. I was like, I don't give a shit. I, I probably pass this course. I immediately drove all the way down here, got in, and then immediately I, someone gave me a shot. I had an espresso martini, a white claw, and I was fucked up, say the dude, least. Dude, there were so many espresso martinis on my floor. Yeah, everyone just kept spilling and breaking them, <laughs> which was so funny. A glass broke, which I got that on camera, by the way. I was looking through my camera roll last night. And then also, oh, like... Damn. Just so like so much brown liquid everywhere. Dogs, those glasses. I got home at okay. five o'clock in the morning. I was Swiffer West jet, wet jetting <laughs> everything. That was so funny. There's like four boys. We're all just watching Zach clean the floors by himself. Yeah, nobody would. While we're eating me. chicken nuggets. <laughs> Some people are eating chicken nuggets. Some people are throwing up upstairs because of the chicken nuggets. Oh yeah, it was bad chicken nuggets. How'd you sleep? By the way, you slept on these two chairs. It wasn't honestly. I only slept like three hours. You were out of the house earlier or what? We were out. Well, we had to be fucking the parking. I don't know if you can see it down there. They fucking scammed us. Fucking paid $40. We had to get to our car by 10 a.m. Or, or else they were going to tow our car, they said. So we went to bed at like 5. I probably honestly woke up around 8. I just couldn't go back to sleep. But then I was waiting for the other idiot I took with me. He was in Philip's room just cuddling him. Probably small spoon if I were to guess. But Philip was small spoon. That makes sense too. I can see him being small. He wants to be big spoon, but he's just but he's physically just, not large enough. He's not he's not emotionally tough to be the big spoon. You know who is large enough to be a big spoon? <laughs> who? Colin, the better version. Oh of my Colin. god! If we can have a full, if you could get Colin, you should get Colin on this. Actually. Honestly, you should get Colin on. This I podcast. feel like I'm gonna get Colin on the pod, dude. So Colin, for reference, is Philip's older brother, and he's like. Five inches taller, way stronger, way bigger, better looking. Like dog, like he's got everything. Like respect to the girl Owns that holds him down. Has a pet with his girlfriend. Is a better son than <laughs> Philip is. He's the he's the best son. <laughs> he's the number one. Yeah, like it goes. The order of relevance goes: Collins number one, Zeta's number two. Yeah. Um. Then I'm the preference at number three. Phillips falls somewhere neath somewhere underneath his niece. He has a niece now. <laughs> that, is true. that is true. Yeah, it's pretty oh tough. Oh my god, but that's fine. What about you? Do you think your parents like you? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, I'm, 
I'm the hope of the family, to say uh, the least. The fuck. I'm the hope. <laughs> Damn, because that's, <laughs> that's a really bad situation that you guys have going on. No, I got, I got a sister who, we already know she's probably living with my parents until. Wait, are knows. you serious? I thought your sister was an academic and like. You oh, know, no, she, she graduated from Guelph. Yeah, but what she studies human uh, business. I think she wants to be in human resources, but she's basically going to be working for the city of Canada or city of Mississauga probably for years to come. Okay. So she's going to be staying there. She doesn't have the money to fucking move out. So yeah, she's going to be living with my family. And my, my parents, no, my parents always were harder on me because they knew I would do more. And that's why they were always harder on me too. They always wanted me to do better in school as well. My mom would get mad if I had a B. Really? If I had a B, my mom would get mad. She'd be like, she'd see all the A pluses. Then she'd look at the B and she'll be like, what'd you do here? What'd you do wrong here? Why don't you get all A's? I'm like, mom. What about, what, what about, um, what about your sister? I think she got average. She probably she was probably a B student. Across I wouldn't say board. she was too. Yeah, I wouldn't say she was like an A student at all. Interesting. You know, with with um with with me and my sister, it's the complete opposite. Really? So you're the younger brother. Yeah. I'm the older brother. Yeah, yeah. But still, only like two years of separation. My sister was the prodigy. Like ah. she was the A plus student. Oh. Still is the A plus student. Like she graduated, not graduated officially yet, but finished her last course. Like. Like literally, like med school marks. Oh, is she in med school or no? No, well, she's she's, um, finished her fourth year. Like she wrote her last exam, I think last week. Like literally a few days before you did. Okay, so she's actually going to be graduating. So she has a bunch of post grad <coughs> things that she's trying to like offers on the table. She's just trying to decide her pathway. She doesn't want to be a doctor though. She doesn't want to go to med school. No. Um, but. The but she has the marks for it, which is which is insane. You know what my college marks were? <laughs> university marks, whatever. Doesn't matter, I dropped out. <laughs> Listen, you want to talk about marks? Dropped out. Doesn't matter. The marks marks That's don't matter. Mark. Also, marks really don't matter in university. As much like I'm probably honestly getting honors of distinction, which means you just average an 80 throughout university. Doesn't mean shit. It really does not mean shit. <laughs> this, you know what's UK? So here's my opinion on on this mark mark situation in university. I've I've oh, always thought it, for the longest time I always thought the university mark should <laughs> be pass or fail. You know I like that. Uh, and some some schools are like some schools in Canada actually are like that, or some courses within schools are like that. But which really interesting in ultra competitive careers. Like software engineering is a really competitive field to go into from from your undergrad, and also so is finance. Right, if you're going into Goldman Sachs, if you're going uh, J.P. Morgan, um, any of the sort of like the large investment banks, uh, and then same thing in tech, if you're going into any of the, like the really large software companies, Google, Facebook, things like that, they actually do look at your undergrad marks, and it's important to have extremely high marks because the recruiters for those companies actually take that into consideration. What's your average? Hmm, I don't know what the purpose of it is. I think the a, a, a way of, of previously thinking about that was what is your, how they look at your university marks as a rating of how good of a learner are you? That way that when we hire you, how yeah. quickly are you going to be able to learn the things that we're going to teach you? So that, that part of it makes a lot of sense. But what's interesting is outside of the ultra high performing um, jobs that are guaranteed six figures out of, out of school at the biggest companies like JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Google, Facebook, etc. When you come down to, I would 
classify these companies as tier two or tier three. Yeah. Um, working for like uh your 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 municipality or working for the government or something like that. Then grades don't matter whatsoever. <clears throat> yeah. I also the reason I hate grades is because you have to understand this when you're in university, you're not your goal isn't to learn the material; it's to pass. So that's the problem already. Because my think about my last semester again, I just said I cheat on all my assignments. I use Chegg, which is a uh, it's a website where you can get answers for your assignments. You just post the questions; an expert will give you the answer. The reason I did that is because I know these people know more than I do, and I can get better grades using them. So I didn't care about learning the material because all I wanted to do was pass because that's all that you care about university. There's so much stress. Like, my course, my program I don't think is that stressful, but you have to understand the engineers, probably the med med students too, they are stressing the fuck. And the reason they're stressing is because they just want to pass. That's it. They don't want to fail. They just want to fucking pass. So you're going to do whatever you can to pass. You're going to cheat. You don't really care about learning the material. As long as you find a way to pass, that's all that matters. So you're not prioritized learning. You're prioritized just getting a grade. And that is my problem with university. Because that's why I found being, again, I'm not talking as a student who was fucking a C student throughout the entire university. I was a fucking A student. I was good at school. And that was my thing. I'll be honest. I probably retained maybe 10% of what I learned at university. Took 40, co- take 40 courses. Yeah. Right? 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 40 courses. Think about it. So you're retaining 10%. You're retaining four total courses. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Because this probably doesn't mean a lot, whole lot out of me because I was in a highly competitive program like yours. Like we're both math students. I was the computer science side yeah. of math. You're the math and stat side of it. But I was not getting A's. I was getting D's. Yeah. You were getting A's. Yeah. You graduated and I didn't. So this probably means a whole lot more out of your mouth than it does out of mine. Yeah. In hindsight, looking back... What skill set did your undergrad provide you with that is going to make you successful right now? It doesn't have to be in the classroom. It could be the things oh. that you learned on how to get by. But just what was that one skill set that you learned throughout the entire process? Oh, I can't. That I, you're gonna lean on now. I don't even know if I think of one. Like dead ass. Like I don't even know if I could think of one of doing under because I'm a good worker. And that's why I think university does. It, prepare, it prepares you to be a good worker. You're given a task. You do the task within a certain totally. deadline. Yeah. Right? That's why I believe. The thing is, the reason I'm a little bit different than most is because I did actually a bunch of courses outside of university as well, just on all these on these different online learning platforms. Wait, but what, what made you feel like you had to do that? Because I thought... Because I, so initially I wanted to get into more programming and doing more data science. And right now the education system isn't, they're not great for that subject area because it's new. Like it's only started the last 10 years. So they they aren't caught caught up to speed with it yet. That's crazy. So the education system is not even caught up to speed to teach you something that became relevant 10 years ago. Yeah. So how is the education system expected to prepare to prepare students for what's going to happen 10 years from now? That, that's a good question because I think right now, I think they're actually making it so students, even in elementary school or high school, they have to do a programming course. It's required. Actually, yeah. Right. So um, I was told by a certain special someone mm, yes, who informed me that the curriculum, at least in the 
district school board that we grew up in that uh, programming is being implemented into the math curriculum as early as I think either kindergarten or grade one. That's actually insane. <laughs> Isn't which that crazy? I, which is so smart. That's actually smart. Whoever bought that is smart. Cause That's impressive, yeah. And also on the finance side of the house, I think they're also incorporating things like budgeting, mortgages, Dude, and taxes. Loans. Fucking teach kids yeah, about yeah. fucking taxes. Bro, I, I don't know shit about taxes. I think that's either part of... It's either part of math or that's part of um, something. It, it's yeah. it's part of the curriculum now. Bro, teach kids real world shit. Like teach kids taxes because I'm a 20, soon to be 23 year old. I'll be honest. I don't know shit about taxes. I was never taught it in university, never taught it into high school. You know who taught us about taxes? You know who teaches us about taxes? The government when they fuck us. No, no, not the government. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we learn about taxes after the fact that we, after we get screwed over. But we learn about taxes from our accountants that we have to hire because we don't understand how to manage our revenue and manage and bookkeep our expenses correctly because nobody taught us how. Yeah. And like, like it's, it's such a new world. Like tech, like I, I understand how it's hard because tech is growing exponentially. Like it really is actually growing exponentially. Like think about where we were 10 years ago to now. It's insane. So... I think programming is such a good thing to teach because right now there's more jobs, like for my field, which is data science, there's more jobs in data science than there are people to fill it, which is actually insane because every company now knows, okay, we need to optimize. We got to figure out algorithms. We need people who know this shit. And again, that's become so new in the last 10 years. It wasn't, it wasn't even a data scientist wasn't even a job in 2020, I'm pretty sure. That's just entirely new. So again, which is a great question you said is like in the next 10 years, what, what are these other jobs that are just going to come out of the blue? Right. Cause as tech continues to progress as for example, even the metaverse, like there could be a ton of things you could probably do in the metaverse. A ton of companies are probably going to do shit. That's going to become new jobs, new industries. And then the education, the education system is going to have to figure that out. And I just think the education system so far behind where it's like, it's fucked. I think it is far behind. It, like if you're in, if you're going and going to university, but you already know what you're going to do, do the first two years of university, get that experience. But then if you want to drop out, drop out and just do your shit. If you know what you're going to do, there's cause here's the thing. Every single course in university is taught online for free. The only thing that university does is give you a path to follow. That's all they do. Really? Realistically, mm. they give you a path to learn. Okay. You got to learn this subject first, then this subject to understand this third subject. And then when you know those three, you can understand the fourth subject. But if you already understand the path, you can find these courses online and you can do it yourself. And that's why I fully believe, honestly, like think about, think about like most universities, they're just following the textbook. You can buy that textbook and do it yourself. Realistically, say I'm paying a thousand dollars for a course, pay for a hundred dollar textbook. You'll probably get more out of it too because you're learning yourself. So you're actually paying attention. You're not just in class, probably falling asleep while this guy's going over some dumb math problem or dumb fucking other shit. We were. So, what's so interesting about the stream of education that we were in was it was taught by people who lacked basic communication skills. So, how could you have an educator who doesn't know how to communicate? The thing that these. And we're strictly speaking about a vast majority of Canadian universities on this podcast, but 
because this is a common denominator across across the country, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, uh, the the student experience is that we are taught courses by in- incredibly intelligent people that do not know how to explain their ideas concisely yep. in a way that students can understand it for the very first time. I had highly technical classes that were all math and computer science and you know math and like math in university is taught at a theoretical level and it's really un- important to understand the why behind a lot of what's going on. I felt like most of my profs that were getting up in front of the classroom to speak yeah. did not want to be there and were strictly there because it was mandatory for them to be a professor in order to do their research. Yeah. Like I had, I remember one stat, I remember one specific stats course I had, there was this prof who was probably earning six figs, maybe multiple six figs a year. Dog, he was so bad. Like I could, here's the thing. Like I have my, I actually have my own course on Udemy that I put out. So I kind of understand teaching students. I have like a thousand people enrolled in it. Like, dog, some people are just bad at fuck. This guy was so bad at teaching, couldn't, couldn't actually, like, describe anything that was happening, couldn't tell us why we're doing what we're doing, why this flows to this, why A goes to B. And I think a, there's a lot of profs like that, too, who are, pro, who are very fucking smart. Again, they don't have that communication aspect where they're actually, like, affecting these students and getting them, you know, actually learning the material. So I think that's a big issue as well. As long, like with the material, it's also the profs who obviously, you know, some of them don't do a good job. I'm pretty sure everyone's had one or two bad, bad profs in their university life where they've just been like, yo, this person was ass. So the most successful people and like the people that make the most money are people that have the ability to bridge a cap between two different forms of communication. And I'll give you two different analogies. One is in the education spectrum. We'll use math and stats because we're on this. Somebody that's able to understand extremely technical concepts that are at a theoretical level and explain explain them like ABC to a brand new student. Yeah. Super simple. In my space, one of the most successful people are the, like I work in software, the most successful people are people that are able to understand highly technical requirements and then translate those technical requirements and specifications so that a business person can understand the impact of it. So somebody that can speak both languages. And what universities in in Canada are fundamentally doing wrong, and I don't know if this is a them problem, I don't know what the issue is. I'll tell you what the experience is, is we're hiring professors that can provide really hot, uh, great research. Great research means great money for the university. Mm -hmm. Yep. But the... The problem with that is universities are prioritizing the research aspect of it and putting the, their ability to teach the next generation of researchers and people that are going to impact that field on the back burner. So all of these kids that are paying thousands of dollars a year are actually, at the end of the day, even if they're going to class, what they're really doing is going home and subscribing to things like Chegg that provide you answers to questions or going to YouTube and finding free resources to teach them the things that this fucking idiot at the front of the classroom is getting paid to do. And that, that's the, that's the issue. We're prioritizing research and revenue and not prioritizing learning for students. And that's why 
I feel like going to university right now doesn't make any sense if you're going into business um, just simply because like you're not going to get the return. Once the education system changes, sure, <laughs> absolutely. The education system was great once upon a time. Yeah. We, we've totally <laughs> lost our, our sight here. Yeah. It, and honestly, listen, for anyone who's actually like watching this and is interested in going to the business, going into business or commerce, listen, I have a ton of friends who are graduating from it right now. First of all, they don't want to be in business. It's just oh, because yeah. business is just the common thing you go into when you actually don't know what you want to do. Because business is so broad, right? You go in, like, it's just business, right? So that's what, like, even, I remember I, when I applied to, I really wanted to go to McMaster, so I applied for two programs. Did I you applied, really, really want to go to McMaster? Yeah, I did. Why? I, I just like the name. <laughs> You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. Dude, I, no, I remember. Can you clip that? What a fucking <laughs> idiot you are. It just, you stupid I don't know fuck. what that button does, but. Uh, no, it just sounded like a really you, good. This is such a typical, dude. dude like dead ass, Zeta. like dead ass. I remember I met one person who went there and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's very nice." And then I just like McMaster <laughs> just sounds like a like a really cool university. So I was like, "Fuck it, yeah." Sure. Honestly, there was a point I, I was dating this one girl who was super impressed with the fact that I went to make or was I forgot what the timeline was, but like, oh, you go to McMaster? I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? Oh, you go to Mc? I, I, this school's. Terrible. This school is so lame. What are you talking about? For Canada, it is quite good, though. To, well, to, be, to be fair, yeah. besides probably Waterloo, my guess is for Ontario, it's probably one of the best. But, yeah, so I applied for two programs. I applied for the math and stats program. And just in case I didn't get into it, I applied for the commerce program. Oh. Dude, I applied for business even because it's so broad. You're, you're just like, oh, business. There's there's people who do that who fucking – it's so broad. There's no specific thing. And that's what a lot of people go into when they don't know what they want to do. And listen, four or five years later, these people still don't know what to what to do. Like I have yeah. a friend who who's applying right now to finance jobs. And I could tell he doesn't want to do it. But it's because he has the degree. So he's like, oh, what else am I going to do? And that's the problem. And that's what also this podcast is. It's to kind of educate people to be like, hey, you don't have to go into the job that you have a degree in. I got a degree in math and stats. I'm probably not going to do that. Thank okay. goodness for my dad who gave me this advice very early on. God bless this man. I'm the biggest source of all of his stress in life. But he told me that. And I've always told him that I want to be study business. He always told me not to actually study business, even if I want to go into it. And the reason was he told me to study a skill that I can eventually apply business to. Yeah. And the reason that he said that is because depending on what skill you have or what industry you're in, the business within that industry operates a little bit differently. If you go and study biomed and you go study chemistry and biology, you go study physics, you go into the sciences, the businesses within those different fields operate very differently. You can go and be on the business side of NASA, but odds are one some of the things that are going to lead you to NASA are having a science oriented background. Yes. Same thing with with technology. You can be on the business side of Google. You can be on the business side of Salesforce or Twitter or Facebook. But potentially one of the things that got you into the doors of that company right out of school was a computer science or software engineering <sighs> degree. Yeah. So for example, I actually used to work. I actually interned at a bank. And again, I was doing data science at this bank, but I had to know a lot about the business. 
I had to learn a lot about the business so then I could apply the data science so I can make models that actually help out the business. So again, I think business is just experience. Like again, that's why for those who are just going into university and want to go into business, again, you're just doing it mostly because you have nothing else. Like, the, like that's why I think it's a safe bet to go into. And that's why I think a lot of people go into it. I think that and psychology are two things that people take as a safe bet. They're not sure what they do. So they go into it. But again, if I was just starting out or if I just started university, probably get into something tech related or try to learn a high income skill, apply that to then, okay, how can I relate this to business? Cause one of the, cause I'll say this for data science. The one thing everyone says you should have is you take a business problem, then you solve it with data science. And that's a really good thing to have on your resume because it shows all these businesses, how you can apply your skills to their business, how you can improve it, how you can improve the procedures, how you can get them better oh, stats yeah. and results. Business right now is, is, is always tied back to a concept we always talk about on this podcast called the special skill. Yeah. And a special skill is essentially a skill that you cannot learn through academia. Yeah. You can only learn through experience. Um, oftentimes, special skills are in the form of something creative like art, yeah. music production, or, or film, or technical like data science or software engineering. Right. Something that you have a, a unique spin on and you produce an output that cannot be replicated or automated by a machine. Yeah. And so um, a lot of these businesses now are becoming so specialized within a particular industry or so specialized within a particular niche that it requires somebody to have a perspective outside of just generic business but rather a perspective within the niche that the business is operating in. That way it can speak the language of the customer um, or they can speak the language of the customer. And, and that's really what separates great from good right now in business. Yeah. Business can, you can <coughs> learn on the job, you can fail over and over and over again, but go into a business understanding the space that you're, that you're trying to tap into. Yeah, let's leave it at this. If you're going to business for university, fuck off, switch programs, learn programming. Just do it. Yeah. You'll, you'll make fucking twice, three times as much money if you'll just learn program a little bit. Th this is what I'm telling all my business friends too. Dude, just know a little bit of Python. That's all you have to do. If you know a little bit of Python, it puts you so far ahead of everyone else studying business. Because, oh, yeah. again, if you're doing business, it's all data. Right? Like, everyone knows Excel. Excel is not a skill. I'm sorry. It's not. Stop putting that on your resume. <laughs> it's not a fucking skill. Everyone learns Excel. If you know VBA, that's different. That's different. But if you just put Excel as a, on your resume, you look fucking stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint. Yeah, dude, don't, don't, don't be don't putting do Microsoft. Bro, we learned that. You're going to learn that in grade 9 or 10 at this no, point. No, man, you're going to learn that way earlier. I, yes. I honestly feel like 3rd, 4th, 5th graders are doing Excel presenta yes. PowerPoint presentations. Two programs you should learn, Python and Tableau. I think those will stick around. I think those yeah. will fucking be the two programs you most jobs will require you to know. So you like Tableau, eh? You, you like it quite a bit. You've brought think, it up multiple times. Yeah, I think Tableau is the number one way to like build um, graphs, maps, designs. 
it's so easy and so intuitive. And a lot of jobs require you to either have Tableau or Power BI. I think Tableau is easier to learn, so I would go with that first. But what's I I find the I find it so hard to sell Tableau. It do, it's so easy. It's a drag and drop. It's literally a drag and drop platform. For some platform. reason, every company is a Power BI shop. But I think it's, it's old school. They don't want to change software. So what are the value propositions on Tableau as opposed to Power BI? I think Tableau is just 10 times easier to use. I okay. think it's more intuitive. I think you can do more things than Power BI. Power BI, I haven't experimented too much in, but... I know it's a lot hard. Like, Tableau is so... Again, I learned Tableau not from school. I took a Udemy course, $15 Udemy course on it, and it was good enough where I used it to help out Team Canada for the Olympics creating graphs for them. See what I mean? So... How much... You said you paid $15 for a course and you were working for the Canadian Olympic team as a result? Literally doing graphs for them where I literally presented these in front of Canadian coaches for, like, basketball, uh, I think triathlon too, table tennis... Like, and it was good enough for them. They really appreciate the results I were able to show using Tableau. So, again, fuck university. <laughs> so, <laughs> buy a $15 course from uh, Udemy. It's by Krilomenko. He's one of the best data science teachers out there on Udemy. He's fucking amazing. I, I would actually, if you're interested in data science or any programming, buy his courses. You know what's, I you know what's interesting? Um, I feel like... Actually, I forgot what was interesting about what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, so in, in Canada, we have two sort of streams of postgraduate education. Eventually, that should be swapped to three. We'll get to that later. But we have two. Or post-high school education. Yeah. High school, or sorry, uh, college and university. College is more hands-on. University is more theoretical. And college has a stigma around it for terrible reasons. I actually think college is an incredible path and route. And uh, honestly, I feel like college is actually a better path than university. I think for I think if um, you want the experience, you go to university. But like the f partying kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like in terms of actually getting value that you can impact a business with or like start getting paid immediately right out of school, uh, I, I feel like college is the best path. Uh, to to take right after high school, and I I feel bad for the people that think down on people that go to college. I you think going I, to college is incredible. Yeah, there is a stigma, yeah. Um, I think that stigma eventually will get completely eliminated. But here's the other thing: with what you just said about Tableau, yeah. in university they would never teach you how to use Tableau. Yeah, they don't. They no. would teach you the theory behind the code that created. Tableau as a product <laughs> and they will teach you the theory behind the functions that you're going to apply within Tableau to create graphs to get to that end result. Yeah. What you really need to know is how to use fucking Tableau. Yeah. So, he, so the thing with college would teach you how to use that university will not teach you. Yeah. How to but use that, that just comes down to the education system. Like the thing is the reason they will never teach Tableau is because they probably assume that the, a new Tableau is going to come out in a few years. So why bother adapt that and then switch again? So that's why they would never do it. But that's why you should be doing courses outside of university that you know will help you. I knew this was a tool, a software that companies are looking for people to know. So I took it. And again, it cost me $15 
The average university course I took cost me $800 that I barely remember anything of. I probably remember 60% of what I learned in that Tableau course compared to the, the average actually is, I know the average, it's 16%. Any course you take in university, you only remember 16% of it. I remember zero, so I'm below average. Well, you dropped out, to be fair. <laughs> Fair enough. But that's the thing. And that's why I think it's so important. Again, understand the profession you're going in and understand the requirements. The easy way to understand the requirements is look at job descriptions. Look at the job, look at your dream job. Look at their job descriptions. Look at the requirements they're asking of that job and ask yourself, hey, is school teaching me this? Because if it's not, go on your own. Find a course. There's so many. Again, Udemy. There's uh, Coursera. There's a bunch of other courses where you can find that your specific thing that you need to learn. Someone has probably taught it on YouTube for free also, or you can pay a very small price for it as well. I took, I took a machine learning course, which is one of the biggest topics in data science, for $15. It was a 40-hour course. The average university course... Wow. Is, is like 30 hours, I believe. If you're doing, it's about 33 lectures at 50 minutes each. So maybe it's around 27 hours. So that $15 course I took on Udemy, first of all, it took more time than a university course that took four months. And that uni university course cost me about $1,000. This cost me $15. And what was the return on the $15 that you spent? That fucking $15 got me a job at fucking, again, Team Canada, that one, literally, I knew the material because of that course that got me the job. And probably at, I also worked at TD. Okay. So, right, one of the biggest banks in Canada, right? I didn't, like, I didn't learn this stuff from university. I learned, I would say this, the skills that I used, the skills that I had to use at these jobs, 90% came from courses I did myself outside of university. Only 10% of the stuff I knew came from just the stuff I learned at university. Wow. Those are crazy numbers. That's, that's crazy numbers. And that's why I'm so adamant on people doing their own learning. You know, e-learning is going to become, I think, a $300 billion industry, right? More people, especially because of COVID, more people than ever are now more comfortable doing courses online, and, like, you don't have to go to lectures, man. Like, don't. I think it's a waste of time. Most stuff should just be posted online. If, you're, if your prof is still doing lectures in person and not posting their material online, it's because they're probably out of date, to be fair. So, you know, you already know how to learn online. Go experiment. Go look at courses, again, on these different platforms. The course that you're paying university for right now, you get it for, you know, 40 times cheaper on these different platforms probably. My old guess. You know what's unfortunate? What? Uh, I'm starting to just realize this just on this episode right now. That primary, middle school, and high school education is innovating at a higher rate than the university education system is. They're yeah. implementing more relevant uh, content into the curriculum as well as more relevant and modern teaching strategies into the curriculum than university professors are doing yeah university professors still have a in-person attendance mark as yes part of oh your my God. ability to, to to get a pass attendance 10 percent. fuck you i don't want to fucking are you tenure kidding class me? fuck you are you god kidding damn so like that that says it all and if you if you ever feel bad about having it not doing well in the class with a professor that is 
like that, just remember that that professor has been phased out of society already. You haven't been even phased into the job market yet. So do not let a professor like that dictate your success or your self-worth or your ability to learn new things. Yeah. Like, again, the world's growing exponentially. I think everything's going tech, learning, everything's going exponentially where, again, I don't, I don't blame these profs. I think it is hard to keep up. But again, they're so used to the old school of, hey, you're going to go through elementary, you're going to go through, through middle school, you're going to go through high school, you're going to do university, and then you're going to get a nine-to-five job, and that's it. I think they're very used to that, and I think their learning has become very adaptive of those old techniques, and they just don't know how to, like, branch. Like, a lot of profs don't know how to use... Like, I remember when COVID first started, a lot of profs didn't know how to put their courses online. Like, they had a really hard time... And again, for anyone who's listening to this, you probably can contest to this as well. Like some of these profs, man, they would they would try to do it online. They would have no idea how to even like mute their microphone or turn off their screen. Like they're so they're so old school. Right? So they're so they're so just in their head too. Like they don't want to adapt. They don't want to change for anything. They think their way is the only way. And that's what that's why I think again, I think you gotta take learning into your own hands at this point. And I, I want people to understand that on this podcast, we always bash education. Um, but there's a huge difference between education and learning. Yes. Learning is yes. the process of acquiring new skills. That is incredibly important. Education is the um, process of receiving and, and being provided new skills. Do you understand the difference? Education is incorporates a party outside of your control. Learning is all within your control. Yeah, I would say like for anyone who probably gra has graduated at this point, just think about this. Think about how much do you actually how much do you actually remember of the stuff you learned from university? Like how much realistically? It's probably not a lot. Cuz again, I've done courses where I probably forget the entire thing. Because, again, you're not focused on learning. You're focused on a grade. You're just focused on passing the education system. You're focused on a diploma. Because everyone says, like, my mom constantly says to me, oh, you can't get a job without a diploma. Yeah, that's done. That, that may be potentially at one point the world worked that way, but it's not that way anymore. And, like, the, the one thing you have to understand is prioritize learning for your entire life and be a lifelong learner. Yes. Even in business... You need to learn. You have to learn new industries. You have to learn new technologies and, and new ways of, of consumption and new ways of the consumer behavior. You're constantly learning. We constantly talk about, um, and we bash, the edu bash, bash education all the time on this podcast. And something that I just want to revisit and I want to remind everybody on is there's a huge difference between education and learning. Yes. Learning is the process of acquiring new skills and new knowledge. Incredibly important. Education is the process of being provided with skills and knowledge. So the difference is education is out of your control, meaning that the, the systems that are teaching you are not systems that are in your control. And learning is something that you can do at your own pace. Learning is incredibly important forever and always. Education, because it's a process and it's a systemized process, that can get out of date very quickly. 
And if you don't have the right people building that process, or if you have outdated people building that process, you could get totally screwed when you pay tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars for a postgraduate education that is providing you knowledge, good knowledge and well-intended knowledge, but in a way that just isn't going to make sense in the modern world. And so always, always, always be a lifelong learner. Always be taking classes Always be really trying to understand new skills, understand new consumer behavior. You have to, even in business, always be learning. But the education system, you have to understand it's, it's a system. It, you didn't build it. It's not your fault that you're not doing well in school. It is not yeah. your fault. Um, that is something that is a little bit out of our control. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. And that's totally okay. Yeah, one last pin I'll put into this is, I would just say, if you're, if you're in university, just... I would say just to question what you're learning. Like, do you think this is really going to help you? Do you think this stuff is really, like, you're going to need this in the real world? Like, honestly, question it. And if the answer is no, then figure out what, you know, what learning you need to do that will actually help you in the real world. What's going to help you actually get a job? What skills are actually going to help you, you know, fulfill your dream job? Because sometimes universities doesn't offer that. Like, I remember a bunch of math courses I did, a bunch of calculus. I was like, okay, I'm not going to need this. Like, realistically, I know I'm not going to need it, but I'm doing the course still because that's what university says I need. But I know I didn't need it for my dream job, which was, at the time, it was to be a data scientist, you know, somewhere in the sports industry. I knew I didn't need it. So if you're going through university, just question. Don't don't just think, oh, this is the, this is the, I have to learn this to, like, graduate or I need to learn this to become this. Question what you're learning, Okay. And if you think that, you know what, this isn't going to help me, do your own learning. Like, seriously, search up things that you want to learn about and learn them. Again, on Udemy, $15 for 10-plus hour courses. Do that shit. I am serious Sad, about yeah. that. I've taken 26 courses on Udemy. Think about that. 26. All of them have cost me $15. And when I was interning for... I was actually interning for Team Canada for a bit. I was with a bunch of other interns. I knew so much more than they did is because they followed the education system. I went my own route and did my own courses. I knew so much more where they were asking me for so much. They were asking me, yo, can you help me figure out this or do this or do this? Because I knew what skills would actually, you know, transition over to the real world. I knew what skills we needed for my particular job. So I would suggest you to do that. Figure out what skills, you know, you actually need. And if school is not providing you with that, do your own learning. There's a course or YouTube video out there. Trust me, there is for anything. Yeah. And then honestly, even if you, you start asking yourself, okay, well, I don't have the time to take courses outside of That's bullshit. university because I'm taking five, six, whatever, whatever the case is, to be honest with you, I know everybody's in, in a rush to get out of school or even if you're not, regardless of the answer or situation there, lighten your course load and make time in your day to take these courses like on, on Udemy or whatever it is, whatever the platform is, doesn't matter, but take additional courses because those are the ones that are going to get you the job and get you specific knowledge that you can actually make money from. The courses you're taking inside of school, well, there are a requirement that's going to get you a degree. Does it matter if you take five or six years to graduate? To be honest with you, it 
It really doesn't. It does for your ego. But in no other circumstance does it. And when, if you just have the ability to push that off maybe another year and make time in your day or month or semester for these Udemy classes, you'll find yourself um, being tapped into a different mentality where it's possible to make money um, and monetize your brain and monetize your knowledge and monetize your skill sets outside of this piece of paper that you've put your entire self-worth in. Yeah, Lily, that piece of paper everyone thinks is the be-all and don't. Like, my mom's like, I want that diploma. You better give me that diploma. But I'm like, I don't really care about getting the diploma. It's, again, at the end of the day, it's a fucking piece of paper that says, good job. You graduated university. You did the basic necessities, the basic requirements to just pass a 50 in each course to get to where you are. It's just a piece of paper. Don't think of it as anything really that special. Yeah. Again, like, like it's stupid to think applying to jobs at a university that you're like this unique person that someone should hire. Everyone graduates. Everyone does shit. What really stands out is projects that you've done outside of school and things that you've learned outside of school. Because again, yeah. there's thousands it's, of people who have done what you've done. It's true. Point. And, you know, like in, unless you have some sort of specialized degree like in science or in law, Everything, like, th that whole stigma around you having that piece of paper, that final degree, is quickly becoming eradicated. Unless you have an interest in going into science or law, sure. But companies are starting to open their eyes and realize that people are learning monetizable skills outside of university. And now you're seeing a lot of modern tech companies actually say, look, you don't need a degree to come work for us and yeah. we'll still pay you $350,000, $400,000 a year. What's interesting is for the very first time we saw a professional degree eradicated and it's starting to become eradicated. Um, you know what that degree is? What? It's actually the MBA. Oh, Ivy yeah. League MBAs are yes, slowly becoming yeah. eradicated because businesses are realizing that there is no serious value for somebody that has an MBA over somebody that doesn't. That's so true. Listen, and so yeah. I wonder if that whole uh, mentality, and it's going to take a long time for that to become standardized across the industry, but only the most innovative uh, forward thinking companies are doing that right now or overlooking the MBA. But eventually that's, that's going to follow suit with, you know, the rest of the rest of the business world. And I wonder if that's going to be the case with any other professional degree. I don't see that being the case in medicine. No, um, probably not. Yeah, it definitely shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> but in that's the only one industry. Uh, yeah. In law, like you know, I I want to maintain an open mind and think that I'm I could imagine a possibility, maybe perhaps, um, but in in the seeing MBAs being eradicated, I mean, guys, like right now, sure, there might be a stigma and a pressure to to get that piece of paper, absolutely. And would it have value today? I would think still to this day, yeah, that a degree has value. Eh, In yeah. five, ten years from now, will it? No. No. The world's going to catch up and realize that it doesn't. If you feel like you've built enough of a skill set to monetize it, you're still in school, you've built a skill set through outside courses like Udemy, yeah. give yourself six months. Say, look, over the summer, I'm not going to take an internship. 
Over the summer, I'm going to apply these skills and see if I can monetize it. If I hit and set a threshold, whether it's a certain amount of customers that you acquire or a certain amount of money that you make, um, set a threshold and say, if I hit those goals, I'm going to take the next school year off and I'm going to double down on what I did this summer and see if I can do this for another year and see where it goes. If I don't hit my goals, then I'll go back to school. And if I do hit my goals, I'm going to triple down on this. That's how this entire organization got started. That is true. That is very much true. Yeah. Just, again, just don't. I'm going to go get some more uh, sparkling water. I know you hate sparkling water because you're scared of bubbles, but (laughs) I'm going to get you some. Hey, yo, fuck that stigma. Bubbles don't scare me. Sparkling water, just trash. I actually have to go pee too. All right, so Zita just took a bathroom break. Uh, you know I heard you speaking to yourself in the bathroom? Did I? Yeah. I probably did. <laughs> some psychopath behavior over here. Motivation for the podcast, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> he slash she's and they's, thank you for turning into this episode nice of the White Collar Dropouts. I am your host, Zach LaRusso. I am your uh, third host, or whatever I'll be at this time. Uh, say Zeta. No, you're Dorado's <laughs> third son. Oh, yeah, I'm Dorado's. I honestly forgot her name. That's why I didn't say it. But Dorado's third son. Dorota. Dorota. Say that for me. Dorota. Dorota. Dorota's third son. Second favorite, though, we should say. <laughs> Second favorite, right after Colin's daughter. And two <laughs> levels above Phil, <laughs> thank you for tuning into this episode. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See you later. Bye. You stupid fuck. <laughs>